Hello, I'm Hal Lublin. And I'm Mark Gagliardi. Since the dawn of humanity, one issue has gone unsettled. With the fate of the world in the balance, we're here to settle once and for all. Best Disney Prince. That's right. Don't worry, everyone. We got this. Podcasts should have a theme song. Podcasts should not have a theme song. Yes, they should. No, they shouldn't. They sound good. Yeah, but people are just going to skip past it. Hmm. You know what? You're right. We got this. Someday my Hal will come. Someday my Mark will come. See, there's never been like a famous Prince Mark. There's very famous Prince Hal. Uh, you mean Hal Prince, the Ooh. Broadway? No, I wasn't even thinking of him. I was thinking of Prince Hal from uh, Shakespeare. Oh, yeah. But also, uh, there's a Hal Prince. Put yeah. together, they are a theater palindrome. Yes. They're the madam on madam of this <laughs> podcast. <laughs> oh, I love that Weird Al song so much, Bob. Hi, people of the world. If you haven't heard the Weird Al song, Bob, go listen to it immediately after this episode of the show. Or pause and we'll wait. Yeah. Okay. Thanks for coming back immediately. Isn't that a great song? Oh, so good. You guys all really like that song, don't you? You're in on the joke now. Yeah. <laughs> Ridiculous. Hey, buddy. Hey. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? How's Canada? Canada just got cold. It was, uh, it was beautiful for weeks. I rented a car and drove down through the Adirondack Mountains through the, just this beautiful canopy of colors. And then, uh, I went to New York for a couple of days and I came back to Montreal and it is cold. And it's not even like, like people in Montreal are still in t-shirts. Sure. But I'm sure. freezing and they're like, Oh, just wait. They've adjusted to it. You're, yeah. you're, uh, you, you're Californian now. Yeah. I'm a Californio and, uh, it takes a it, it takes a little bit of doing, but we still have that amazing underground city here. Did I tell you about this? No. Is this that uh, Bill Murray movie? <laughs> yeah, the one where he's like a weird cult leader, and yeah, all, the only thing I know about that movie is he wears a medallion. Because I remember we seeing the trailer and being like, "Oh, Bill Murray in a medallion." I don't know why I remember the medallion because I think I thought he kind of looked like a Dracula. <laughs> uh, no, but there's a there's an entire network of tunnels that goes underneath the city and connects all the major buildings downtown. Interesting. Yeah, it's crazy. Did not know that. Yeah. it's. I, I'm going to be taking it a lot <laughs> because I am weak. Are there a lot of moving walkways in it? No, it's a lot of walking. It'd be cool if it was just, if the whole city was just like an underground conveyor belt. Is it full of um, bird scooters by now? No, but the city birds? is. Are there birds? There are birds in Montreal. I love them so much. I take them everywhere, every day. You are a big bird rider. Mm-hmm. Didn't you? Take a bird? Where were we recently? We traveled. Was it Atlanta that you were taking bird scooters places? Yeah, <laughs> during Dragon. I was taking bird scooters everywhere in Dragon Con. Yeah, you're like, I'll just take a bird there. Yeah, and Ken would be like, "Well, why, why, why are you going to do that? You know, we've got this perfectly good walk up this giant hill." And I'm like, "Yeah, Ken, that's exactly why I'm doing it." And also because I generally run ten minutes later than everyone else in the Ken crew at Dragon Con. <laughs> I'm generally behind. I'll be like, "I'll catch up, hop on a scooter, get to uh, Pity Pat's porch at the same time as everybody else." That's smart. Yeah. That's smart. I didn't even think about the hill. I hate hills so much. I hate walking up them. And Dragon Con has that one giant hill. 
It's it's all one giant hill. You know how people talk about <laughs> of a certain generation when mm-hmm. I was your age, I had to walk through the snow uphill both ways to get to school. Mm-hmm. That is how you get everywhere in that area. It's the Peachtree District, I'm pretty yeah. sure. Everything's yeah. up a hill. Everything is up a hill, which is weird because by the end of the weekend, you are 75,000 feet in the air because you've just been walking uphill the whole time. Yeah. Looking down on the beautiful city of Atlanta below. Right before the oxygen gets too thin and you pass out. Yeah, exactly. 75,000 feet might be space, right? Is that space? I think so. Well, right. plane, what does a plane cruise at? 30,000? 30, 30,000, yeah. Yeah. So it's uh, one and uh, two and a half times that. Ooh. Two and, a, two and a half planes <laughs> of height. It's a lot oh. of altitude. But we're not here to talk about altitude, Hal. No, we're here to answer Heidi Jensen's question. Jensen. Hi, Heidi. I said it like it was Jensen, but it's J-E-N-S-E-N. That's and Jensen. She, she wrote us an email and said, who's the best Disney prince? And then it got put on a list for a very long time. Yeah. And then I, and then I said, Mark, let's record some episodes. We're running out. And then you wrote me back and said, best Disney prince. Yeah. And here we are. There's, you know there's what? your inside baseball. <laughs> that is, by the way, that's the world's most boring inside baseball. I do what I can. It's just, it's, well, we asked for suggestions, received one, and decided to do it. I was feeling thirsty, so I grabbed an <laughs> empty glass, and I put it on the counter, and I tipped the Brita pitcher over to pour water into the glass, Ooh. and now I'm drinking that water. Wait, but how did the Brita pitcher get the water in it in the first place, Hal? Well, I'll tell you. We have a sink in our kitchen. Okay, let's talk about Disney princes. Oh, man, okay. <laughs> I think this is, first of all, the triumphant return of research by Kate McManus, because we chose this early enough that I was able to squeeze in a little bit of work before she had a visitor. Yes, and thank you, yep. thank you so much for the research, Kate. Uh, because I have uh, read comments that are like, "It seems like Ags doesn't know what he's talking about and is just a blowhard." And I'm like, "If that, <laughs> if you think that is true, then welcome to the show, everybody." Yeah, it's kind of what I, I'm Foghorn Leghorn. We all know this. <laughs> Remember that time you got dumped into a machine that turned you into a chicken? <laughs> You got a girdle and it put eye and they, yeah, eye they put a rubber, a rubber glove on my head to give yeah. me a little, uh, oh my God. Chicken hawk? Chicken yeah. mohawk? I'm a chicken hawk. I'm I always love that guy's voice. Yeah. Little chicken hawk voice. So we're going to talk today. This, you know why I picked this? This seemed, I saw that, I saw it on the list and I thought, huh, it, I guess it's kind of sexist of us that we've just done the Disney princesses and yeah. not the Disney princes. That Wait, said, just before, uh, just before, do you think that Foghorn Leghorn was more attractive as a woman than as a man? <laughs> and I think that – I say that thinking like th- – that may have been like – I wonder if that awoke something in Foghorn Leghorn. Like maybe maybe Foghorn Leghorn is is non-binary. You know what? They're all cool with me, or man. Flu- or gender fluid. I Just interesting. I think about it. I was like, Foghorn Leghorn is a very attractive woman. Look, a lot of those cartoon characters when they gender swap are very attractive. Bugs Bunny – Bugs Bunny's an attractive lady bunny, man. Yeah. Certainly very, like, heavily, like a vamp. Yeah, yeah. A little, though, you know, a little, um, a a little, uh, forward for my taste, though. Yeah. You know, like, make make me chase you a little. I guess that's the whole point is Bugs just walks through and then you got to chase Bugs and then he hits you in the face with a frying pan. Just like life. Just like, (laughs) just like a Tinder date. All right, do you want to move on to all these thumbs with brown hair that we have to choose between? <laughs> right before we started recording, uh, what did you call them? 
I, I don't remember. At least the first several. Oh, I remember. Uh, it was Himbos on Horses. Yeah, that's right. Himbos <laughs> on Horses. And that really, that really covers, there's not many. There's only, um, there's only 14 total, uh, dis- animated Disney princes. Yeah. Uh, well, 13 that we have on our list. There are 14 lines on the document you're looking at. Oh, right. The first line is the, the title. So there are 13 of these princes. Yes. And I can say that we're probably going to wind up eliminating the first three right off the bat. Yeah, should we talk about just sort of the the general criteria of what makes a prince as far as what we are going to be discussing today? Why mm-hmm. there are only 13 because there are a lot of animated films uh with with uh male leads, male romantic leads in them. But mm-hmm. these are these men are all either royalty at the beginning of their film or by by virtue of their relationship with the heroine of the film, they become royalty. Right. So that is why we are this is our official list of 13 Disney princes. I don't know if Disney keeps a prince. They have a princess site. Yeah. I don't think they have a prince site. Because nobody there. really – like, yeah, it, it, I don't think the demand is there for the Disney princes. Like, the Disney princesses have far surpassed what the princes have done. Yeah. Like, there's not a charming scene of all of the princes hanging out together in Wreck-It Ralph 2. Yes. Uh, there's not lunchboxes with just all the princes on them. There might be. I don't know. I don't think there are. There is one prince that is missing from this list. Really? Yes. Who is that? Uh, let's. Go- we'll get there. We'll get. Yeah, there. we're gonna go through these chronologically. I assume we're gonna yeah. sort of list who who all of them are, and then and then go from there. In fact, I will. I'm going to sort these by year just to make it easier. Oh, well, okay. Is this document going to change in front of me right before my very eyes? Get ready. Look at that, the internet. Kaboom. Wow. All right. There you go. They're now okay. in chronological order. So we start in 1937 with the very first Disney animated feature, Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, a film that skyrocketed and launched a thousand ships of amazing animated features. Nobody thought that anybody would sit through an animated feature. Walt's Folly. Why, yes, Walt's Folly. Yes. And, uh, turned out to not be Folly at all. Right. But I'll tell you who is not a huge part of the success of that movie is Prince Florian, whose name actually never appears in the movie, <laughs> who just shows up at the very end, kisses a lady who looks dead. She wakes up and he throws her on a horse and rides away. Yeah. Brown I mean, that's, thumb. that's, yeah, brown. He's a, he's brown a hair, black haired thumb. Black haired thumb. Black haired thumb. Yeah. Yeah, it's I mean, funny. I wonder, to him. like, what are we looking for here, right? We're, we're looking, we're looking for someone who has, who is fun, interesting, has the virtues of a prince or hero. We're we looking for depth of character. Yeah. Do we want them? Do we care about the journey they go on? Because some of these, a some few of them, of these I think, are the main character of their film or a co-lead at the very least. Yeah, and I think that I think that's what's going to that's what's going to ultimately be a big push that's go- going to push our winner over the edge i think i also want to put put forth because kate included it here which is very smart of her mm-hmm. who their animal friend is and i think <laughs> if we get to two that are kind of locked that we should look at the animal friend as a tiebreaker yeah i think that's a really fun tiebreaker all right cool thanks kate thank you kate oh, it's so nice to have kate back we this is just just because we we're picking the topic slightly earlier now who would have thought if we put a little more work into this that it would be easier? <laughs> Who knew? All right. All right. I'm saying it to myself too, Mark. No, you're just directly saying it to me and you're not wrong. 
All right. All right. So Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, the prince in the – how many of these are called Prince Charming? Is it just Cinderella? Because I always think of like Snow White, her Prince Charming shows up. And then Cinderella comes and her Prince Charming does the slipper thing. And then uh, Sleeping Beauty falls asleep and her Prince Charming slays a dragon. No, Prince Charming is specifically Prince Charming. Prince Philip is from Sleepy Beauty. I think we apply Prince Charming to everything, but he yeah. Charming is Cinderella's prince. Right. Charming has just become the Kleenex of princes. Yeah, and he looks uh he looks like Florian's twin brother. They look very similar. He, you know, I mean obviously the movies came out 13 years apart. Yeah. So their animation style had evolved a little bit, but mm-hmm. still very very similar. Barely has a nose. Yeah, he just looks like Florian with a haircut. Let's work, by the way, we're moving on to Prince Charming now from 1950s Cinderella because sure. Prince Florian is, you know, he shows up at the end of the movie, kisses a girl who, while she's sleeping and then throws her on a horse. Like, come on. Yeah. You're and, not going to win. And Kate notes here that he has a more prominent role in the sequels. We're not discussing sequels. We're going to discuss only their first film. Wait, in the Snow White sequels? No, Cinderella. The Cinderella oh. sequel. Oh, I was still, I was still kvetching about, uh, about Prince Florian. Oh, we still want to talk about, oh my, he's getting so much airtime. I know. I do like his, I mean, his clothes are cool. That you can say, like he's got the cool princely puffy sleeves they and, all a, have and a red clothing. cape. They're all I dressed know. cool. It's not Florian. Let's talk about Charming. Prince Charming is not, I, I don't know. His, he, when he makes a master plan, it doesn't seem like a terribly great one. Mm hmm. Like, I've gone to the shoe store before, and I wear a size 9 shoe. It is a very popular size. Yeah. Like, unless she had abnormally tiny or abnormally large feet, uh, well, whoever this shoe fits is going to be, it must be her. Yeah. Like, not paying attention to the fact that, you know, when she puts on a dress and puts her hair up, her face still looks the same. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like this is this is a terrible plan, Prince Charming. But I, you know, I realize that it's a very old tale, and you know, there's a the Deus Ex Machina in the or not Deus Ex Machina, the uh, suspension of disbelief in older tales. I guess is they are they're asking a little more from us. Sure. Yeah. Sure. They really want us to believe. But he's you know he's not he's a he's a great singer. He's got a very nice voice. Yeah, sure. Yeah. They can all sing. In that 1950s operatic style that he sings in. He's just a good looking potato and epaulets. Yeah. The, yeah. Let's, we're going to move on past I'm him. So, I mean, I'm sorry. This is the, this is the problem with a lot of the early princes. And mm-hmm. I, look, I, it's not, I don't get me wrong. Don't get it twisted, people. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying let's flesh out the male character in Cinderella. No, you're, what you're saying is that for the longest time, straight white dudes were not appropriately represented in cinema. <laughs> yeah, finally, they're having their, finally. And then I think, you know, now. it wasn't, it wasn't for a long time. It wasn't, it was 40 years before Disney actually, you know, oh. you know. I'm going to stop right there. <laughs> so weird. Yeah. But I mean, like this, you just got sort of a parade of, well, here's a good looking guy who's going to come in. And that's what, yeah. So the, the, a lot of these guys are the reason why the, the, some of these movies don't pass the Bechdel test. Yeah. And yet they show up and you're like, him? I mean, yeah. He's good and, looking. And but. Prince Philip is the same way. And so let's talk about Sleeping Beauty now, 1959, sure. nine years later. He can sing and dance. Uh, he, you know, he's funny. He's, uh, he, Fights the dragon, you know what I mean? He, yeah. he slays the dragon, but he's still one, it's still at this point is just, you know, these are what the, the idea of a prince is supposed to be. Here is a prince, you know what I mean? Uh, a nondescript, 
just handsome guy. Here's a prince, milk toast. Not yeah, sure. I guess I can't say milk toast if he's slaying dragons. But I mean, these were stories for children. So yeah. you wanted to keep it basic, like, hey, good looking woman wants good looking man. Right. A good looking man comes in and helps rescue princess. Like it's a very basic formulaic fairy tale told uh, many different ways. And like you said, these are stories that existed long before. So they're just kind of there, but it is like just sort of a blur. It's like looking at a paint swatch and they're all the same color. <laughs> and, and But each one has a different name. Oh, yeah. Would you like the, you can paint your uh, bedroom in Philip Florian or charming. You take a look at it. You go, there is no, I, I can't even, one doesn't even look a little bit lighter or darker than the other. It's just the same color three times. That's as, as how it feels <laughs> with these three in particular. Yeah. And you know what? They don't need to be. No. Better than what they are because the stories, they're not the name in the title. The names in the titles are Snow White, Cinderella, and Sleeping Beauty. It was Aurora, but, uh, they're not the title characters of these movies. It's not their tale. Absolutely. Absolutely. They are plot devices. And as plot devices, they work fine. But yeah. because of that and because of the depth to which Disney went with their characters a little bit later, none of the three of them are going to win Best Prince. Yeah. And it took Disney 30 years. To have another Disney prince. And this one is a lot more interesting and a lot more fun. Sure. And that is, of course, Prince Eric from 1989's The Little Mermaid, the Disney movie that changed it all and relaunched the juggernaut. Yeah. What do you think of Prince Eric? Uh, it looks certainly a step in the, in the right direction in that he has a bit of character to him. Mm hmm. Like he's kind of, I don't know, fumbling and shy. Around, yeah. around Ariel when she can't speak and seems very appropriate. It takes a singing lobster to, to get them to, to sort of kiss one. Yeah. Another. The guy has no game. He has zero game, which yeah. is okay. It's fine. Like, you don't need game. You don't need to put the moves on in that rowboat. Yeah. In the, in the swamp <laughs> that's in there. Yeah. Somehow there. Well, well, it makes sense. Like it's a beach town. There's going to be brackish water somewhere. Sure. Hanging yeah. out in the brackish water. You know, yeah. you don't want to. That that isn't the spot where he takes all the girls in his rowboat to kiss them. He doesn't have a, a bunch of crustaceans like, <laughs> just come. All right, here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna take Cheryl out on the brackish yeah. water. And Sebastian's like, what do you mean? He's like, no, no, no. This isn't you, Sebastian. I need um Dave. Hey, Dave. Yeah, man. I need you for this one. Also, <laughs> also a vaguely Jamaican sounding or Caribbean sounding <laughs> crustacean. Yeah, I just assume that, uh, that this whole world of, uh, the Little Mermaid, the Little Mermaid, the Mermaid verse, right? Is that what we're calling it? Yeah. The Mermaid verse is all made up of crooning crustaceans. And Dave is like, second base sounds nice. I said, <laughs> second base sounds nice. Reach for straight, it. It's straight bad. to second base. Yeah. Come on, Dave. Look, he doesn't work a lot. <laughs> <sighs> You sure you want me for this one? Oh my god. <laughs> I don't want to. All right. There we go. Kate makes a great point also in the uh, research uh for Eric in the Little Mermaid. He might have face blindness. Yes. In that he uh he see very clearly sees Ariel at the beginning of the movie singing. You know, he he meets Ariel and then she she can't talk and he's like, "Oh, well it must not be you. Though you look exactly like this woman." And then in comes Ursula in disguise and he's like, "Oh, that must be her. The lady who doesn't look anything like the mermaid that I've been hanging out with this whole time." Yeah, he's not the brightest. No. Bulb but he does have lamp. if we're if we're we've got the animal thing, mm -hmm. he does have Max. Yeah, he's got a cute dog. He's got a very cute dog with a giant nose. Who's a good boy? 
Max, who might not be a great boy, Eric. Yeah, I, I look. I like him. I love the Little Mermaid. I it's per, it's a perfect it's, movie. Yeah, yeah. but she, again, this is she is. It's her movie. Yeah, I'm way more interested in her than I am in him. He still feels kind of like a he feels like a little bit more fleshed out as a, as a plot device. And mm-hmm. I'm not saying that I need to have him be more interesting than the heroine. I don't think that that's. I'm not saying that at all. But it's still like he's a step in the right direction. He's a great bridge between the beanbags of the 30s and 50s and <laughs> what we get afterwards. Yeah. Where we well, get the first prince to be a title character. Yeah. In a movie. And the first prince that I think is a real contender for this. Oh, yeah? Okay. Uh, yeah. I think so because it, he has an arc. He learns his lesson. He's an interesting character. He goes through both physical and uh, emotional changes. And that is Prince Adam also known as the Beast in Beauty and the Beast. Mark, what do you think he learns? Um, Outside of being like he learns to be nice and let people in. I get that. I Does think he, he learn. I think he learns that kidnapping a woman and locking her up will ultimately solve all your problems. That that is our problem. You know, if the live action film didn't spell it out and make mm. everybody feel uncomfortable, that movie was like sitting in between a fighting couple. <laughs> Where you're like, this is very uncomfortable and wrong, and I don't know if I need to be a part of this. Yeah. That was the type of discomfort I Beauty felt. and the Beast is a – like, for as great as Belle is, who, if you don't know uh, who Belle is, please listen to our Best Disney Princess episode, and you'll see why Belle is pretty, pretty freaking great. And the winner of that episode, spoiler alert. Yes. But yeah, I guess it's – I guess he, he doesn't oh, – now that I'm thinking about it more, he's – He's kind of terrible through the whole movie until the very end when he falls in love and then tries to save Belle. But also he has he has, you know, black snake moan chained her to a radiator for the last two hours. Exactly. And in black snake moan, he was trying to help her, wasn't he? Yeah. No, this. Yeah. And in this one, he's just he's just trying he's just to keep like, her. Yeah. I. I yeah. You will stay here. Yeah. Like, come on. I think it's, what we're saying that as far as kidnapping protagonists go, yeah, Samuel L. Jackson beats Prince Adam. Yeah, I Samuel L. Jackson beats a lot of people in a lot of things, though. Yeah, I mean, look, if you if we were to say one of the criteria was great heroic act, mm-hmm. he is Which willing he does. to sacrifice himself. By the end of it, he he's willing to sacrifice himself for her. However, mm-hmm. the first three quarters of the movie, he is not. Yes, we see like the warm side, and he gets in a snowball fight. He's getting mm-hmm. in a snowball fight with the woman he's kidnapped and will not let leave his castle. Yes. Now, there is a point when he oh, – man, it is it is problematic, isn't it? There's a point where he's like, you may go. You have your freedom. And yeah. it's like, you're the one that took it in the first place for no good yeah. reason except to, yeah. trade, to trade out for your dad who you just kidnapped because he trespassed. This guy has a warped sense of Hammurabi's code. <laughs> Yeah, there are too many problems around all of it. I yeah. think that's that's what kills it for me with him. Yeah. Ultimately. Although I love the character, I do think he's got a lot of depth. He's a lot more complex mm-hmm. than anyone that we've that we've really had before, but at the, the same time, I just can't get past. I it would be weird to me personally to pick him as best prince. Yeah. Just because that's not cool what he did. <laughs> not cool at all 
No, not cool in the least. No. So let's move on one year to the very next year. We, uh, this is, uh, this will be 1992. Yes. And this one, I'm going to say this at the beginning of all of these, I guess. This one's a contender. I, I would agree. Ken, delete that part where I said that Prince Adam was a contender, but keep this part. No, keep that in, Ken. You let him live with the things that he said. <laughs> and that is, of course, Aladdin. Now, this character and this story, I feel like it's unfair of me to ju- – I feel like I almost have to recuse myself on this one because I spent six years of my life telling the story of Aladdin in two different versions at uh, Disneyland. So I know this story inside and out, and this story is very, very close to my heart. Uh That said, he is – Okay, the good sides. He is a moral character. He only is stealing because he needs food. But, you know, he he shares it with others when he can. You know, he what is it, breaks an orange in half and hands it to uh, the – or tosses the food. I, I don't remember exactly what it was in that moment. But, you know, he, he steals food. And he's not just stealing money or things for himself. He's stealing food and sharing it with the poor people around him. Yeah. He is mostly honest. He is eventually honest. You know, there's the one big lie of the movie. He's eventually honest. He has a genie. He, he tells him that his third wish will be to grant the genie's freedom. Uh, every, every master that had previously mastered this genie had said they would do it and then reneged on it. And he actually did it. So he is a man of his word. On the downside of it, he's not actually a prince of anything. Not until the end of the movie. Until the end of he's the movie. He's made a prince. Yes. Uh, he's made a prince first by the genie and then, then by marriage. And, and he learns that as the man of the people that he was, that being a good person is the most important thing of all, not how much you have or how much wealth or, ost- or ostentatiousness you, mm-hmm. you, you may exist. Yeah. It's not have, it's not about having 95 white Persian monkeys. He's got the monkeys. He's got the monkeys. <laughs> yeah, it's or purple peacocks. He's got fifty-three. It's an odd number. Do you think one of them died? Well, you know what? It was uh, he had a whole deck of purple peacocks, and then was like, you know what? I should throw one Joker in there. Yeah. Directed by Todd Phillips. Wait, what? One Joker directed by Todd Phillips. Oof. That peacock on the stairs in the Bronx <laughs> dancing. <laughs> that's where that's that's where that peacock is. That's Wait, that one. <laughs> I feel like we could do a whole episode of. Is that movie good? Like, and, uh, but, know. but that, like, we could have to say it in that fashion. Like, that's the, the episode title is not, is the movie Joker good? It's, is it? We'll do that. We'll do an episode sometime that's uh, just a bunch of different films that meet that. And yeah. it'll be called, is that good? Yeah. Don't you dare put national treasure on that movie. Cause the answer is yes. Look, that's a completely different, that's a completely different category. All like, right. We don't, we, let's not get into that right yeah, now. Yeah. All right. We're, we're, we're digressing. Oh my goodness. Uh, I would say Aladdin is probably a finalist. Yeah. In that he has a ton of heroic acts. The movie is really about him and he becomes a prince at the end. Mm-hmm. And he's a beloved character that is more than just a, a little snack pack of tapioca pudding like the first three. Yeah. Yeah, he's uh he's actually, you know, interesting. He's got his full he's got his full arc. There's actually part of his arc that um that we didn't get to see or hear rather until much later on in other incarnations of telling this story. And it's one of my favorite songs is do you know the song Proud of Your Boy? No. It's uh it's Aladdin singing 
to his, uh, you know, to his mother who is gone. Um, would, are you proud of your boy? I want to be a person that my family is proud of. And that concept to me, I think is a noble, a noble concept. I wish that song had been in the movie, but we already saw enough of that, that he is, he desires to live an honorable life. Right. As opposed to the, you know, the early, uh, himbos on horses who you, we don't have, we don't know if they have honorable lives. Who knows? They could actually be terrible princes. Like the kingdom could be in, in serious debt. You know, they could be at war with three different countries that they started, you know, like they could have an entire, uh, just castle keep full of political prisoners. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. We don't know anything about them. Yeah. We don't know what's going on in Florian's dungeon. All we know is that Mark likes their clothes. (laughs) What? No, I like Florian's puffy sleeves. Look at his cape. What, man? Puffy sleeves. Look, I was trying to find anything positive about that guy. I know. There's really nothing. No, there really isn't. There isn't anything. I'll tell you what. Why don't we take a break here? Mm -hmm. We're at about the 30-minute mark. Okay. We're at about the 30-minute mark, and we're going to take a break here to hear from some of the other fine shows on Maximum Fun. And then we'll come back, and we're going to go through the latter half of this list, including and leading off with the prince that I thought was left off. Ooh, this is exciting. We'll be right back. Macho man to the top rope. The flying elbow. The cover. We've got a new champion. We're here with macho man Randy Savage after his big win to become the new world champion. What are you going to do now, match? I'm going to go listen to the newest episode of the Tights and Fights podcast. Oh, yeah. Tell us more about this podcast. It's the podcast of power, too sweet to be sour, funky like a monkey, woke discussions, man, and jokes about wrestlers' fashion choices, myself excluded. Yeah. I can't wait to listen. Neither can I. You can find it Thursdays on Maximum Fun. Oh, yeah. Dig it. Well, Alexis, we got big news. Uh Uh-oh. Season one, done. It's over. Season two, Coming at you hot. Three years after. <laughs> Three right season right one. Technically right. almost four years. All right. And now, listen, here at Can I Pet Your Dog, the Smash yes. It podcast, our seasons run for three and a half years. <laughs> and then in season two, we come at you with new hot co-hosts named you. Hi, I'm Alexis. <laughs> and I also have uh, field trip. Dog tech. Yeah. Dog news. Dog news. Celebrity guests. Oh, big shots. Will not let them talk about their resume. Nope. Only yeah, the dogs. Only the dogs. I mean, if ever you were going to get into Can I Pet Your Dog, now's the time. Get in here every Tuesday at MaximumFun.org. All right. The suspense has been building. It has. Who, Who is? is the prince that you... Well, what's funny, It's the suspense is only building for us because... We're the ones who have it in front of us. I know exactly who you're going to say. There are a lot of princes on this list. I know. There's one missing. And you know what? What? It's awfully speciesist to not put him on the list. How could you make a list of Disney princes and leave out Simba from The Lion King? I know. He just can't wait to be king. That's right. He has a song about what what being a prince is. And he's Hamlet. Yeah. Which is the melancholy Dane Prince. I just added Prince to his name. Yeah. And, you know, there's that scene where uh, Simba digs up that skull. And then eats it. <laughs> He's a lion. And he needed the marrow oh. to sleep. Yeah. His buddy, his lion buddy, Yorick. Yeah. And he turns, oh, yeah. Alas, poor Pumbaa. I knew him. 
And then I let me say that. Let me say that again. I said that wrong. Good. Alas, poor Yorick. I knew him to moan. There, that's better. <laughs> Fixed it. Yeah, I I don't think he's the. I don't know. Is he the winner? Is he is he he's, a finalist? I mean, Could he, he is the winner. He is up there. Simba is up there because Simba. Again, it's. I think it's all about intention with okay. these characters. You know what I mean? Like, yes. if your intention is. Or a lot of, that's a big part of it, I guess. If your intentions are good and, cause, because what is a prince? It is a king in waiting. And the idea of, you know, it, once Aladdin, you know, becomes an actual prince at the end and then in the sequels, he is trying to be good at his job and he wants to be honorable and Simba wants to be a great king. Right. I mean, you know, his version that he sings as a kid is a little more, you know, it's a little more cocky and selfish, but, by the end, he is, you know, he's running Pride Rock honorably like his father did. And he revenges the murder of his, mm-hmm. of his father and yeah. journeys back to, you know, overcomes his fear. Yeah. yeah. He does have a very good journey. Yeah. Who knew that Shakespeare sort of knew how to write a story arc? Especially as someone who's not like, admittedly, I'm not a huge fan of the Lion King. I, I like it fine. Mm-hmm. It's not for me. I put it a tier below. Aladdin and Beauty of the Beast and Little Mermaid. Oh, I really, though, I love The Lion King. Uh, I know. I look. I again. I I know I'm speaking only for myself, and that mm-hmm. I am in a silent minority. Yeah. <laughs> well, but, uh, not so silent. You have a podcast. That's true. Yeah. Finally, a platform for all my Disney picks. <laughs> yeah, he's he's a good, decent finalist mm-hmm. for this category. So I would say he is a finalist. So so far yeah. we have him, and we have yeah. Aladdin, and uh, and this and we have Aladdin, and we have uh, Simba, and then the next movie that came out in 1995. Yes, this is problematic. This is based on an actual person who was, by many accounts, nothing like the character in the movie, and uh, kind of just like. I mean, he is there, and, and I'm talking about John Smith in yeah. Pocahontas, Captain yeah, yeah. John Smith, not a prince. Technically, no. right? A print, uh, you know, maybe, you know, by his relationship with Pocahontas. But again, yeah, it's, yeah. it goes back to those older Disney movies where it's like, no, 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 this is, this is not his movie. This is Pocahontas's movie. Yeah. And her story is also much more tragic than the movie lets on. Yes. She is a, a remarkable figure in history. He is, he is also a remarkable figure in history, but there, this, the relationship of them in real life was way worse than the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, this is. Yeah, that's I a don't no know. thank you. It's a this big is no a, thank you for me. Yeah, John Smith is kind of a big no thank you on this one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> made made doubly so by the fact that it's Mel freaking Gibson that voices him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably. I mean, we're okay to move on from from this, right? Yeah. Yeah. We can just move on. Yeah, we're done. Do we count Li Shang? Because Mulan is not a princess. Well, he uh, yeah, I mean he's a, it's another military she, one. It was Captain she, John is Smith. Is she a princess? I haven't seen it. Mulan so is Mulan is considered a princess. She is considered a princess, but she's not royalty in her film. I sh- I don't know if she's right? royalty. She's from a prominent family. Am I misremembering? Maybe. I you know what? I, that movie to me was the first one that it was like, "Oh, I guess Disney doesn't have to just make like, you know, fairy tale musicals. They can also just make a cool action movie." Because that's what this one seemed like to me was this was a cool action movie and Lee Shang does a lot of cool action. Yeah, she she's not a princess. She's afraid that her her father who's sick is going to be drafted into the military, mm-hmm. so she goes to take his place. 
Okay. So he's not. She's but she not, is. But, she if, is but if we're counted as a princess. Yeah. But she is not a. She's not royalty. So I, I, I think just because she's considered a Disney princess, I don't think Li Shang should mm-hmm. be considered a prince. Right. How do, feel, how do you feel about that? Well, it's, I mean, it's because he is, she's considered a Disney princess and he is the love interest of the Disney princess. Right. You know what I mean? Which yes. I guess by the loose definitions makes him a Disney prince. Yes. Um, voiced by Donny Osmond. Yeah. Uh, which I love. <laughs> Uh, and he has a cool song, uh, though a little sexist, I'll Make a Man Out of You. Yes. But again, you know, like 2019 filter for a 1998 movie. Right. But yeah, this is, this is Mulan's movie. She's the tough one. He, you know, and to his credit and to the credit of many of these characters, they do ultimately, except for the beast, ultimately come to, you know, a, if, if they don't, if not begin there with a respect and a listening to and partnership with their respective princesses. Right. So yeah, I, I don't think Li Shang is going to win. No, I don't think so either. Let's talk about another one that these are, there's sort of three in a row that are kind of Disney prince adjacent. Mm-hmm. And that is, uh, John Smith, Li Shang, and then Edward. From Enchanted. I will say this. I love that movie. Yes. And I love James Marsden as Edward because what he's doing in this is a perfect, a pitch perfect parody of those first three himbos. Yes. Yeah. And he's, he is great and hilarious in it. And he winds up, you know, he winds up in the end not getting the princess. That he expected to get. He winds up with, if I'm remembering this right, he winds up with Adina Menzel at the end of this, right? Yes. Yeah. Who had been villainous and, but they sort of were right for each other because they were the same fairy tale, vain fairy tale doofuses. Yeah. I, uh, I don't think it is, it is a film made by Disney, but I don't, mm-hmm. I don't think any more than Amy Adams character whose name uh, escapes me is considered a Disney princess. Right. I don't think he's qualifies. As a right. Disney prince. That said, he is – I'm. I, if you have not seen Enchanted, please see this movie. It is a perfect satire of the early Disney films. And played by James Marsden. Is that right? Yeah, James – and James Marsden, he fits so perfectly. This character of Edward fits so – because, you know, the movie is half live action, half – or mostly yes. live action, but partly yes, animated. Yes. He fits so perfectly the tone and the style and the – comedy of this movie i think he's great in it i think amy adams is great i think adina menzel is great this movie is great yeah it's real. it's kind of it's kind of underrated and yeah. really fun but he's he doesn't qualify no that's that's sneaky having him on this list very sneaky kate <laughs> very sneaky just because that movie's awesome and i know what kate's saying right now is what guys shut up that movie's awesome and i'm i agree with you kate so let's move to, uh, two years later after 2007's Enchanted. We have 2009's The Princess and the Frog. Yes. I loved this movie. It I was did. the last of the flat animation movies yes. that Disney did, which gives it that classic feel. It's, uh, is it New Orleans? It's New Orleans yes, or it's it like is. Louisiana. It's, yeah, it's no, definitely it's, New Orleans. Yeah. We're down yes. in New Orleans. Yeah. There you go. The it's beginning. a, it's a bayou movie. Yeah. It's a, it's sort of a takes the old frog prince tale and gives it this new life, uh, this new setting. Yeah. Prince Naveen has an arc. It's similar to – he feels to me like a version of Beast from Beauty and the Beast. Okay. That is a much more palatable version. Like he gets transformed because of his cockiness and vain ways yes. into a frog. And 
you know, and, and it learns his lesson and gets transformed back. Classic story. Sure. But I think like Aladdin, he is, you know, he's, he doesn't have any ill intentions. He's, you know, he's just, or Aladdin or young Simba. They all kind of have that similar arc of right. young and cocky, learn a lesson. Yeah. I mean, look, both of those films in terms of the prince's journey is about losing your humanity makes you, mm-hmm. uh, and the act of, or the process of earning it back mm-hmm. helps you appreciate all people. Yeah. Like what it means to be human. When you're born a royal, you have no reason to necessarily understand or sympathize with or be kind to people who aren't you. So Mm -hmm. I think it's sort of an exploration of that to a certain extent, Uh, both of them. And his is, of course, a lot more palatable because he's instantly knocked off his perch. He goes from having all the power to none of the power. Mm -hmm. You know, his arrangement with Tiana is a business arrangement more than anything else. It's, hey, listen, I'll get you what you need. Their relationship is great because yes. she's tough as nails and he is, you know, ultimately a great partner. Yes. Wildly unappreciated as a Disney film, I think. I think it's, oh, I think absolutely. it's underappreciated. Like, it's my favorite. It's my. It's your favorite Disney movie? It's my absolute favorite of the Disney princess movies. I like favorite movie made by Disney, period. That's it. That is a completely different conversation. But the animated films of these princess varieties. Yes, mm-hmm. it is my favorite. Yeah, I I miss the flat animation style. Yeah. I miss it. I really loved it. I mean, but I guess, you know, it's it was my childhood, so you know, it makes sense like you get nostalgic for the things that you enjoyed as a kid. Prince Naveen also has style. You want to talk about yes. the clothes. Prince Naveen has some style, that dude. Yes, he does. Uh, the songs are great. Like it's just a it's a great movie. Do we think that his version of that prince arc is better? Than the previous ones we've looked at, you know, I do. I actually or like comparable his, to it. I like him as a finalist. Mm-hmm. I think he's. I, I think what will ultimately be his downfall is that he's not as like flashy and I, I, not mainstream, but like we don't know him as well. Yeah, you you know him if you know Disney, but if you ask the, like the average person on the street. They're more likely to know who Prince Charming is than who Prince Naveen is, even right. though Prince Naveen is is better is better. Um, so, but this is a, this is at a time when Disney Disney animated movies like Disney was pumping out Pixar movies. This was a decade ago, it was 2009, and they were yes. this felt like a throwback that they did in the that Walt Disney Pictures did in the middle of Pixar having an incredible run. Yes, you know what I mean. A, as a bonus, he was his own animal companion. <laughs> That's true. And I guess you could say that, you know, when she was briefly turned into a frog, that she was his animal companion. That's right. Yeah. That's right. All right. Well, so we're going to, we're going to put him in the finals with who do we have in the finals right now? Just Aladdin and Simba and Prince Naveen? Yes. This Good next three. one is another one that I really, really like. Okay. And that is 2010's Tangled, the character of Flynn Rider, uh, aka Eugene Fitzherbert. Yes. Played by uh, our brother from The Thrilling Adventure Hour, Zachary Levi. Yes. And, uh, yeah, he's sort of got that same arc that Aladdin has, you know, of going from roguish thief, though he is fully, he is fully selfish at the beginning. Sure. But as the, you know, as the movie progresses, you learn about his past, you learn why he is the way that he is. And, um, yeah, he really, he does a great job, I think, of following Rapunzel. You know what I mean? Like, yes, he doesn't always have to steer the ship. 
I no, I agree. I agree. He's he he falls into that. I mean, they uh, all the interesting princes fall into. Hey, this guy was kind of a jerk who only cared about himself, or mm-hmm. and and then had to learn to trust other people. He's like the kind of guy that sort of feels like was more kind of forced into that situation, being like yeah. this thief kind of yeah. scamp character. And so. I, I kind of love like. Yeah, he has his arc, and by the end, he is dashing virtuous prince. But I like early movie Flynn Rider. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like where she asks him to – she where he keeps getting beaten up with a frying pan and, until he agrees to show her the world. And the plan that he devises of I'm going to show her the absolute worst of the world, and it is going to force her to want to retreat – so he takes her to a tavern full of cutthroats who she immediately wins over. Like just the idea of that bit to me was really funny. Let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. Because you find him more interesting, the earlier version of him, you find that more interesting than the person he becomes. Does that make him not the best Disney prince? Because he does, you know, the prince is not the most fully realized version of him to you. Or it's least the interesting, I guess. It's not that it's the least interesting. I just think that, like, I think that cocky thief Flynn Rider is, I hate to say it, more fun than eventual Prince Eugene. Sure. You know what I mean? So that, yeah, that could be a mark against him. Um, But he's, I just think he's, it's a great, fun character. And he has a specific relationship with every other character, even down to, uh, what's his name, Maximilian or Maximus, the, the horse, the, like, horse guard. Yeah. Uh, who he eventually has to befriend. Um, yeah, he's a lot of fun. Yeah, it becomes learning to – how mm-hmm. do you learn to rely on other – you know what I mean? Like you've only ever mm-hmm. relied on yourself. How do you work other people into your life and realize that that everybody isn't out to get you or everything isn't a scam? Yeah. Yeah. And it, it, I also just like another little detail that I love about it is the uh, – the that there are wanted posters of him everywhere and he's constantly complaining that they didn't get his nose right like there's that fun little bit of vanity but yeah he's like he's fun he's dashing he's robin hood you know what i mean yes except he's robbing from the rich and you know giving to himself exactly we don't we never dislike him as a rogue no even though he's not stealing and giving to other people like but we don't charming. dislike we don't dislike any of them as a rogue, really, no. do we? I guess no, no, there's well. they're designed to be. Yeah, Naveen is kind of unlikable at the beginning. Yeah. Aladdin is always likable because he's not bad. Um, Prince Adam, the uh, the the Beast, is very unlikable at the beginning. So I guess, but he does, you know. But uh, but you know, Flynn Rider has his heroic act at the end, right? Of cutting off her hair. Yeah, that's true. Now, because he's got such a similar arc to Aladdin, like mm-hmm. young thief meets princess, princess changes his life. Yeah. Is he going to beat Aladdin? No, not into a, the finals. Not yeah, a I don't, I don't like think him. So. We talked about him. Yeah. That's enough. Yeah. And then our two, our last two, uh, from 2013 from Frozen are Prince Hans of the Southern Isles and Kristoff. Well, Hans he, is interesting because he's our only like straight up villain. Yeah. On this list. It ain't him. No, it's not Prince Hans. He is a charming jerk who sings Love is an Open Door with Anna, charms her, uh, convinces her to marry him in one night. And then, oh, when he leans in with the, if only there were someone who loved you. And the whole audience goes, <gasps> yeah. 
So it's kind of fun having a villain on this list. He's not going to win. No. What about Kristoff, though? Is, is, do they get married at the end of the film? I feel like they do not. He's not, they, he's not a prince. They are – no, they don't get married at the end of the film. The film is about the the sisterhood. Yeah, exactly. More than anything. But That's like, what's great about it. Yeah, but the at the end, like he – I think in the sequels, he is – I guess, I don't know, like not the sequels, like the new Frozen that's coming up, but I'm thinking about the other incarnations of those characters, like the Olaf's Frozen Adventure and like, you know, the anytime you've seen them since, he's always by her side, but I don't think he's an actual prince yet. Maybe in Frozen 2, they wind up married. I'm not sure exactly what will happen. Yeah, I, th- I think that, uh, I think for that reason, I don't think he's a prince. Yeah. I think he just, he he's just a nice guy. The, yeah. He occupies the prince space. Yeah. Does that make sense? So we really only have – we have three finalists on here. This is true. This is all of them. We have Naveen. We have Aladdin. And we have uh, and we have Simba. Yes. Does Simba's not being a human knock him down a peg on this? Because um, now we're down to final three. got three left. we got to start making some hard choices, pal. Oh, man. That's a good – I, I uh, No. You know, we put him on the list – Dis- not despite, mm-hmm. because we felt like he should be included, even though people might not think of him as a prince because he's not human. But he is, yeah. he is royalty. He's very clearly a prince. Yeah. So I think that we do need to include, I think we, we got to find a better reason to get rid of him. Then he's not human. Then he's not human. I don't even know if we need to find a, a, a reason to get rid of two of these so much as, I'm ready to throw right now that I think there is one that is a clear – I think there is a clear winner in this. Really? You want I to go do. straight to you think there's a clear – What? why do you think that whoever you're – you feel is the winner is the winner? What is it that makes well, the winner? I would be lying if I didn't say that part of it was my affinity for the story and the music and the everything about uh, this character. But I think the concept of – what does it mean to be a prince is so prevalent and so much a part of the story of Aladdin. Mm-hmm. Not to mention the fact that he's the only one where he is. Well, no, that's not true because the Lion King would refer to Simba. But Prince Naveen, while great, it is not his movie. It's Tiana's movie. It's the princess and the frog. So yes, he is a title character, but it's, it's Tiana. The, the person you remember more from that is Tiana. Right. This is Aladdin's story. This is his arc. This is him figuring out what it means to be a prince. His first wish is for the superficial version of a prince. He meets Jasmine and thinks that all of this is going to woo her. And it turns out that that's not what's important. What's important is honesty and being a good person. And that is ultimately what leads him to his, you know, good princeliness. And in the end, I think, I think that final, and I know again, I, yeah, I played the genie forever. So it's, it's near and dear to me. And I thought about this moment, this particular moment a lot, but that last moment of you've got three wishes and that third wish you use to say, I told you at the beginning of this, that I would free you as my third wish and I'm I, not only because I love you and I think you deserve it, but because I'm a man of my word now, Eugenie, you are free. That to me, like it is Aladdin's story and it is a story about what it means to be a prince. 
Well, yeah, I think the whole idea, the reason why he can go into the Cave of Wonders is that he's a diamond in the rough, right? Yeah. So what does that mean? It means even though he doesn't have the title of a prince, that he's he's a worthy person. And then mm-hmm. your your position and title in life don't dictate the kind of person you are. Right. It's, it's sort of the other way around. You should be a good person and can be a good person and have value no matter what your station is. Mm-hmm. So that to me is a lot more interesting. I, like, listen, any of these three could be the winner. I do think Aladdin makes the most sense as the winner. Yeah. For that reason. I think the, the lesson and the story that he goes through, he's a good person at the beginning. He has a heroic act, several of them. Mm-hmm. And he learns not to be hung up. He's the one who's hung up on status. Yeah. So he's learning how unimportant status is. Like, it doesn't matter. Those are just titles. It's what's inside that counts. And when he embraces that and is willing to live that way no matter what and not just do what everybody else feels is right, but what what is either empirically or for him internally right, mm-hmm. that's when he sort of is fully realized. And that's an interesting journey to go on and a good lesson for everybody out there. So I'm comfortable with him as the winner. Like, it Are we ready to call this? It needs to be a debate. Yeah, I, I, I'm ready if you're ready. You know what? You go right ahead. All right. People of the world. uh, Wait, hold on. Let me look up the lyrics real quick. Oh, of what? You know what? Here, I got this one. Don't worry, Hal. People of the world. Prince Ali. Fabulous he. Ali Ababwa. Strong as 10 regular men. Definitely. Defeats the galloping hordes. A hundred bad guys with swords. Who sent those goons to their lords? Prince Ali. Asked and answered. No, 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 no. Wait. (laughs) (laughs) how dare you i finally get to do a people of the world at the end and you end it with no no wait this is all right ready oh god (laughs) people of the world riff raff street rat i don't buy that if only they'd look closer would they see a poor boy? No, no siree. They'd find out there's so much more to me. Like the fact that I just trounced all these other morons en route to becoming <laughs> the best Disney prince. It's a Aladdin. And answer. Yeah. Even if you went to animals. Yeah. He's got a boo. Who, a cute monkey in a vest and a cap? Yeah. And a fez? A little thief monkey who does not have much of an arc. Yeah. He is a thief at the beginning, a little thief at the end. Game over. Yeah. It's Aladdin, everybody. There you go. Thank you so much, Heidi, for your suggestion. But there's so many more out there, aren't there, Mark? That's right. This topic is closed, but there are many more to discuss. So please reach out to us on Twitter. Check out the Maximum Fun subreddit or you can email us at we got this podcast at gmail.com just like Heidi did. Or you can join our Facebook group, The Safest Place on the Internet to Disagree. Facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash we got this podcast. Thank you to producer Ken Plume, researcher Kate McManus for all the groundwork on this one. We've also got graphic designer Uri Kelman and, as always, QA engineer Jen Alba. And thanks, of course, to our musicians Jonathan Dinerstein and Mike Furman for our score and theme song, respectively. And thanks to you, our listeners, the people of the world, 
for giving us a chance to sit here and uh, talk about things that we love, like Disney movies, which we could talk about all the time and will continue to do so until our tale is a tale as old as time. <laughs> you know what? Let's not bring up Beauty and the Beast again. Let's leave that one yeah. off to the side really, in we're Stockholm. Really, so well. I know. For Hal Lublin, I'm Mark Gagliardi. For Mark Gagliardi, I'm Hal Lublin. And don't worry, everybody. We, we got, got this. We got this. Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.